0: It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, your weekly devotional of nutrition, your weekly devotional of revelation, your weekly devotional of balance and joy and whatever else you need. I'm here with the pastor who has never seen Star Trek Next Generation, the pastor of Southboro Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Mass., Charlie Eastman.
1: Hey, it's me, and I'm here with Reverend Jonathan Malone, the man who just watched. The finale, No, uh, the
0: final season. I'm on
1: the final the season. The final season of Star Trek: The Next Generation. He is also, when he's not watching that, the pastor of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And uh, yeah, we discovered before we we got cooking that uh, I have not, uh, it, in truth, I've seen like a bit of an episode, yeah, of but course. I've never sat down and watched the series yet. So, well,
0: on why, my to-do, why her, start
1: now? What's the why, point? Uh, there you go. I wouldn't bother. Welcome to nihilism today.
0: <laughs> Why just even? Yeah, it it was really of its time. I, you know, we can people write in. Actually, how about this? If Charlie were to watch one episode from that series from Star Trek: Next Generation, hmm. which one would you recommend?
1: Oh, what a great way to get in! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one I saw had the reason I watched it was Will Wheaton featured prominently. It was a Wesley
0: oh, episode. Yeah. I know yeah. the
1: names of the characters, Sean Picard and oops, oh, spoilers. And Wesley, I know those two names. Yeah, but, it uh, gets
0: better once he leads. Oh my. It really I mean, he was he was just kind of an annoying little twerp. Um, Look well, okay. anyway. <laughs> But people, so no, write in with your uh, recommendations. Write for, in with your
1: flames for Jonathan about calling <laughs> yeah. Will Wheaton I, an annoying little twerp. Now he's built that himself a show, board game empire. On that show. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay. <laughs> he hey, what's going the, on
1: in East Greenwich?
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, before I say that, you can write in all your stuff to 12enough at gmail.com. And 12 12enough. 12 write it out. Don't be lazy. So at... At First Baptist in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, Mm. Uh, we are continuing to walk through Lent, to work our way through Lent. Uh, I've been giving out tasks this week. Your Lenten task is go for a walk. And Uh, on your walk, stop and look at something. You know how they say you've got to make sure you stop and smell the flowers? Well, I'm telling you, stop and f- smell the flowers or observe the succulents or notice the crocuses or watch mm. a bird or on your walk, be deliberate to stop and just be still for a while watching something. That's your That's limited lovely task. That's
1: advice. Fantastic.
0: Thanks. Ah, thanks. Yeah. I'm going to write a little self-help book and publish it and make millions. <laughs> You should. I, right. yeah. I stated
1: unequivocally. Right, and, and if that. I
0: did, I would tithe 10%. Gross. Not net, but gross, before taxes, because mm. that's mm. what God requires. Mm. Uh, looking ahead mm. in Lent, on the 27th, we are going to be having a, uh, a drive-up as we have been, this one is if you would like to get palms for Palm Sunday, we'll be handing those out on the twenty seventh. We're also collecting goods for the food pantry in South Providence that we've been focusing on during this COVID time. Uh, so you could drop those off. There are some specific items that we could use. There's a list that's being disseminated, or you can just bring out bring any food that you feel is would be appropriate. Non-perishable, please. Mm-hmm. And then remember, if you would like to be in worship with us in person on Easter, we can have up to 75 people. No more than that. And you have to reserve ahead of time.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. Everyone will need to wear a mask. I don't care if you've been vaccinated. You need to wear a mask. Uh, uh, but you, we're we're getting to that place where we feel we'll be okay and we'll keep you all distant in your families. Uh, but you can show up or we'll live stream it. It'll Mm -hmm. be fine either way. How are things going at Pilgrim Congregational?
1: Quite well. Thank you. Um, We are also uh, getting, talking, thinking about Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, but let me back up for a moment. Um, Mm. We're uh, still collecting for the, although we're we're probably very near the end of our collection time for the Pathways Shelter. We've been Mm. creating, uh, building Easter baskets, our outreach team, and so um, we've been putting together uh, kits for adults and children, uh, homeless adults and children who pass through that shelter, mm. uh, to be able to have a little brighter day when Easter comes. But also, it's the, the baskets are full of necessaries and as well as nice to haves. So thank you to everyone who's been contributing to that. Um, we are also continuing our Covenants Lenten series Wednesdays, twelve thirty and seven thirty. It's been really fun uh, walking mm. through um, this material with everybody. And by the time you listen to this, we will have discussed our covenant, the trials of our covenants, the things that that challenge us in the midst of the covenant. You know, God God promised to be our God. We promised to be God's people. We got these rules, but now here come the trials, all the all the mm. challenges we face in spite of being so beloved. So we're actually going to tie that to an environmental concern through the uh, uh, web series, or internet series, um, Down to Earth with Zach Efron this week. So if you haven't watched that, that's a wholehearted oh, recommendation.
0: Right. That's right. I remember when that came out. It's a, it's a good series? Really worth watching, yeah.
1: There's something oh, about seeing wow. this bright-eyed millennial and his... And his slightly older friend uh, walking through nature together and experiencing things in a new way. And they do oh, nice. bring a lot of light to a lot of environmental, um, not just issues, but also initiatives, which is the key. Mm. It's really a series with a note of hope, and we're going to talk all about it today in our Oh, work. good. Um, but having said that, um, we're also planning for the 28th, Palm Sunday. We're going to have a mm-hmm. car parade for Palm Sunday. We are, of course, Great. still not back in the building. And then the Sunday after, Easter Sunday, we are going to have one or two services. When you get the link for the poll for attendance Mm -hmm. about Easter Sunday, we need you to respond ASAP. Deacons Mm -hmm. need to know how many people to uh, expect. We can safely seat uh, 64 in our outdoor arrangement, and we Mm -hmm. can add more to that uh, by doubling with a second service if we need it. And we'll do it.
0: Excellent. So all
1: Easter Excellent. worship will be outdoors and we'll be live streaming one of those services at 10 o'clock.
0: 64 is a very specific number. Isn't it? Yeah. Well. That's that's great. Well, we've go got ahead. 16
1: 10-foot circles and we can fit four people in each.
0: Well, there you go. Well, it's going to be a great day. There's going to be a full moon on Palm Sunday. So maybe do, we hold off on your parade until the evening. Ooh, maybe. Just connect maybe it to the... evening Palm Parade.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time.
0: No, no. In fact, I think in Scripture, if you look closely, it actually was at night when Jesus entered Jerusalem.
1: We could do it twice. You could do it twice. We could have the first coming into Jerusalem, and then and then
0: second coming. I I see what you did. (laughs) now um for those uh, listening at home charlie doesn't know this but i put in this segue music every time and we just heard it
1: i do know it,
0: but i hope you appreciated that for the final for this final reading of second coming i used slightly different segue music something a little more triumphant Mm. something a little more heroic
1: coming home with Um, sunstar
0: yeah so we're finishing this uh what a, what a fun book. What a fun
1: read. It was fun and fast and uh, yeah. pulled a lot of different threads together. I've, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. I hope the listeners have gotten something out of it, and maybe they've yeah. picked up the book. Um, but again, yeah. not for everybody, but if this is right. in your wheelhouse, I, I hope you really enjoyed it. I found it to be delightful.
0: And if this is your first time listening, we are reading Second Coming, <laughs> Volume 1, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> written by Mark Russell, artist Richard Pace, and many others involved. But the, yeah, this is our final uh working through this episode we're doing issues. Should we give a brief 5 and 6? A
1: brief synopsis just in case there's somebody for whom this is the first
0: episode? I would I mean I think the the tag I've been giving to say the basic premise is Jesus returns mm-hmm. to earth and hangs out with a superman type character.
1: Well, you've, I think you've nailed it. That's it enough. That's, yeah. that's it. You've cracked the code on synopsizing People. second coming.
0: Yeah, and go listen to the previous episodes if if you're really hey, curious. There go. But um, yeah, and again, not appropriate for everyone. Mm-hmm. So we're going to we're gonna talk through some of our favorite spots, moments in, in this book. And mm-hmm. I think, Charlie, you have the first one, right? I believe I do. Uh, I am on page
1: 106, and uh, Jesus is talking to God again, because God has shown up at Sunstar's apartment. Um, and there's a really funny moment in the page before where... Uh, where God pokes his head through the door and says, hi, son, can Mm -hmm. we talk? And Sheila, (laughs) Sunstar's girlfriend, says, I'm leaving, and just gets up. And there's a very, like, you know, we hear about God and how to see the face of God and live is a great thing and and everything. But clearly God has toned himself down to George Burns-like stature and has really... Taken the fire and heat out of his presentation when he's when he's appearing right. in these panels and in front of Sheila because she barely even notes him uh, his presence. Right. Maybe maybe Sheila's an atheist. I I don't know how to read that.
0: I don't. Um, I don't know. Well, God is because he God yeah. is is
1: in a quandary. God is trying to decide about yeah. something. He's had conversation and discussion with a particular uh, fallen angel, formerly Morning Star, now. Satan, um, and, and Satan wants, wants another chance. He wants to come back yeah. to the family, back into the fold. Uh, and so he talks to God, and God is having feelings about it, and so he goes to talk to Jesus. Right. And the exchange on the first panel of this page is, Jesus says, how could you even think about trusting him? And God says, mm. you haven't known him as long as I have. He used to be a good guy. And Jesus says, yeah, what, like 100,000 years ago? And God says, (laughs) God says, I don't know. Maybe I have been too hard on him. And Jesus says, I can't believe my ears. God says, I mean, aren't you the one who's always pushing for forgiveness? And then this is the crux line for me, which won't surprise Jonathan. Mm. Forgiveness, Jesus says very loudly, not stupidity. Let him into heaven and he'll just finish what he started. Why are you even considering this? And, of course, the reason God's considering it mm. is he believes Satan can keep Jesus safe on earth as a, as a fellow right. super being. And, and yeah. God gets into another thing that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, yeah. But this this idea of forgiveness, not stupidity, really brought me up mm-hmm. short this oh, time. Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah. I, I am not a, um, in the debates about, about capital punishment, uh, I'm a ginnit. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. a. I'm not a yeah. capital punishment person, and my reason is tragically simple for me because it makes me a lousy debate partner when we talk about this stuff. But um, <laughs> I just don't believe that taking a life proves that someone is properly punished for taking a life, or, or for anything right. else, for that matter. Um, you have robbed that individual of the chance to do the real work of repentance. And reflection and suffering in in the, I, I do believe in in prison, and in mm. keeping that person in a state where they are forced to into that reflection eventually, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. And I do believe yeah. it's society's burden to keep that person alive. You know, people yeah. people say terrible things like, "Well, one quick shock, and then you don't have to burden the taxpayers anymore," but. It's it's society that breeds precisely these violent problems by not caring for people well, in my opinion. Right. Um, that's. So what, Go ahead.
0: Yeah. What is it about the the quote then, the forgiveness not stupidity <laughs> that speaks to you?
1: Right, because there. <clears throat> excuse me. There are moments when uh, we forgive those who will continue to hurt us if we leave everything as it is. Mm. And so this this makes me think about the the challenge, the conundrum for people in abusive relationships. It makes me feel about uh, the the challenge of people who are in difficult uh, work situations, um, people who are hurt again and again by individuals and do not seek a resolution and restitution of the relationship so I think you can be really... And stupidity is a strong word. Sometimes we feel trapped. Right. Not saying someone yeah. who's suffering abuse is stupid. I'm just saying that the right. response to the individual who's perpetrating those crimes has to change, or we're going to be trapped in this cycle of violence. And I feel like Jesus honors that with, with this, that forgiveness is a thing that is tempered yeah. and subjective. It's universal, but it's, it's a component that's, that involves deep thought. It's not
0: just a knee-jerk was, reaction. Yeah. I don't remember what page uh, another point about forgiveness came mm-hmm. up. I, I don't remember I where Sun-Star that was. I think was. a moment about forgiveness. That might there. have been. But uh, I remember that they, you know, basically the point was made that there's always something lost mm-hmm. when, when forgiveness needs to come into the relationship. There is a loss that's there, and that loss will always be there. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't reclaim what once was. Mm-hmm. And And I think you're part in a new of, relationship. I, so yeah, yeah, the relationship has is, has changed, and part of forgiveness may be naming that you have hurt me, and I'm naming that. And that can be hard for some people to name. I mean when when we're stuck in in you know what are just sometimes described as like codependent relationships, or we would use the word toxic, um, sometimes there's this aspect of denial because to actually say, "Oh, this is not good for me, you're hurting me." also says, you know, but I, I love you. I, you know, I got into this relationship with one set, set of ideas and that's not for everyone, just one possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if I want to accept that, acknowledge that, uh, cause that hurts me even yeah. more. Uh, so I, but I, 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 lo- I, hear what you're saying, that idea that we can get stuck in these cycles and, um, Boy, the church has really gotten it wrong again and again when telling women in abusive relationships that you need to stick it out and pray for your husband and <laughs> right. Yeah, no. That's that is not what you yeah, need to it, do. You need to be safe. Yeah. It's never okay to yeah, be hurt. No, never. You
1: need to get to safety and you need you need to feel better cared for.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes forgiveness needs to be from a distance. And but the but
1: the shame of those situations and having to ask for help and oh god so freighted. Yeah.
0: It's all so freighted. Yeah. And so I, I really like that you lifted that up because I mean otherwise we are this is interesting that Jesus almost is almost throughout is painted as the kind of person you would think, like forgive, 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 forgive. Mm-hmm. Um except not with the devil. No. Jesus does not like Satan. No. At all, uh, and and I think it adds some some depth, a little bit of dimensionality to to Jesus, and I, that's really. Were you
1: surprised really that Russell nice brought see. the
0: character of Satan into the narrative? Um, not so much surprised. I I liked where I I didn't I don't like how it ended with with Satan. I feel like there could have been more done with his character, and maybe he just didn't have time. Oh, spoiler. But, we did. Yeah. Well, we, we did tell res- people at the beginning yeah. of
1: the series we we're going to spoil everything. So
0: yeah, we're going to spoil it. Um, I, I felt the ending. I thought he could have gotten a whole other arc out of Satan or two more. Yeah, arcs. that's what I mean. Yeah, we could have done but much more probably... with Satan. And it maybe in the second volume. There's maybe. more. I don't know. That's like a, I'm not right. reading it. But in a superhero the story, weekly.
1: there's always a supervillain. And if Jesus is right. a superhero, then obviously the supervillain has to be. If it's not the Roman right. Empire, then it's it's Satan.
0: It's Satan. And it works. Yeah. Well, my panel mm-hmm. is, if it's all right to Please, move on. Please, or we'll be stuck
1: here for 45 yeah. minutes.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a, such a great topic. Uh, my panel is just the next one. And this one, I, I really like this one. Uh, so here, uh, God is, is kind of is talking about how he felt 2,000 years ago. He's telling Jesus, giving him his inside thought, just after what you heard, what what Charlie read. And he said, he said that if I let him back into heaven, he'll make sure nothing happens down here to you. Um, Watching you be arrested and crucified was the worst moment of my life. I realized that the human's fascination with violence and revenge wasn't because they were sinful, and here's the kicker, but because they had been created in my image that I may as well have been driving one of the nails. And And to make my failure worse, I blamed you. And he's saying, go to your room. And then he, it's a final part. <laughs> he's that. like, I know. Like most parents, I raised you from the fear of my own shit. Oh, I hate this panel. Oh, I didn't oh spoke I it spoke to me. Yeah, it spoke to me too. I that's why I hated. it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't walk away saying like, oh, that's really nice. I walked away saying so like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's tough. Now, I don't quite, obviously, like this depiction of God, I, I'm not fully on board with that. You know, if we're no. created in God's image, that's why we're angry and sinful. No. You know, but that's okay. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to throw this book out because I disagree with every right. theological nuance he's, that he's Russell
1: anthropomorphized wrote. God, right?
0: Yeah, and that's
1: yeah. which is a reasonable leap and to so, take,
0: but but you've it's got a, to otherwise artistic, it's a really tough story. Yeah, it's telling. an artistic leap. Yeah, but this, um, but being made in my image, and I raised you, I, you know, I, you know, I raised you from the fear. Of my own shortcomings. Yeah, Charlie, I mean, we're both parents. Oh, I don't want to talk Uh, about this. (laughs) Oh, wow, this really does hit a nerve for you, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I think about my family of origin and our shortcomings, Mm. and then I think about the ones I passed on, I'm in the process of passing on to my own kids, and can I do anything about that? What what, what can I, what course corrections do I need to make, and who, who would have thought that from page 129 of a comic about jesus returning to earth i'd have this revelation so right thanks mark I,
0: russell yeah you know when i first started in ministry and i think when my first kid was born i said i need to jokingly say like well he's a pastor's kid so instead of having a children's uh, college fund i'm going to get him a therapy fund oh because pastor's kids Aww. you know have this reputation of being messed up he's a great kid he's 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 amazing uh but you know just in time i've learned i think we all should have therapy funds for our children because no matter how good of a parent you are and no matter how good your parents before you were, we all are going to have issues. Mm. We're all going to have struggles. Uh, and, and yeah, I, it, it hit me as well, Charlie, when I read it. I'm like, oh, geez, that's right. But that, yeah. I also kind of hear it as this, but we still try our best. And we still try to do our best, and we'll have that stage where the kid is, rebelling and pushing back and saying, "You ruined me," in one way or another. Um, yeah. But hopefully, you can work through it and get to that other stage where they say, "No, you were, you did the best you could, and it was pretty good. It's pretty darn good." Right, right-wing parents know it.
1: Left-wing parents know it. Yeah, the hippies know it. The, the whatever the opposite of hippies are. Yeah, everybody.
0: Um, yeah, suburbians. Uh, capitalists. I. Know. Whatever. Yeah, capitalists. <laughs> yeah yeah. uh so there boy we need a lot of grace for ourselves Mm -hmm. and that's where i ended up like looking at it for not you know i've got my issues with my own parents and you know we'll we'll figure that out someday Mm. um but for ourselves as parents about those no (laughs) no (laughs) we're gonna move on because i think this yeah that panel really hit charlie hard it was great and
1: it's a very and, and good panel. It's, very, it's a well-written comic. He, he's not The nice thing about Mark Russell in engaging this material is mm. he, doesn't, he doesn't take the cheap road on mm-hmm. any of it. He brings in big stuff and then he really wrestles. even if it's just for one yeah. panel, he wrestles in a way that can allow you to reflect, and that's, that's a gift in any art form. Yeah. Any.: art form
0: But I, I see a Charlie, I do see a spin-off podcast for us. We'll call it "The Couch." for dads. <laughs> the dad yeah, coach. We should probably
1: have at least one licensed therapist involved in that if we're going <laughs> to... No, no,
0: no. I'm sure we're fine. Oh, great. Armchair yeah. therapy always works the... well.
1: Yeah. Sadly, pastors have relied on it for too long. Refer, <laughs> people. Refer, refer, refer.
0: Yeah, seriously. Pastors What's your next panel?
1: You not trained for... Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. My <laughs> next panel is on page 141.
0: And this was... Tell me, our numbers are a little bit off. So what is what's going on? It should be
1: panel one forty one. It's a sepia toned um, page, and at the top, yeah. people are running, run. Oh, good, blasphemer, yep. stone that, them. But I'm looking at it. the panels at the bottom. Oh yeah. And he's the oh, this. Yeah. I struggle with this idea. He says, "I'm going to the third from the last." It says, "In a way, Satan was right." Of the thing Jesus is talking of the things I have to say, I don't have proof. I don't even have much of an argument. So I can't expect my disciples to be men of great intellect, but that's okay. I don't need scholars or philosophers to remind people of their humanity, of their need for each other, and someone's interrupting him, saying, Jesus, Jesus, and his thought bubble continues, all I need are some fools for Christ, and then you see him sitting there at a bowling alley, and some guy turns to him and says, it's your bowl, Lord. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure what Russell is going for here, because what it looks like to me, and I'm, I'm assuming I just got it wrong, but it seems hmm. to me like he's kind of implying that he uses the, the phrase fools for Christ, which yeah. connotes some important scripture, but he, he uses it in such a way that makes it seem like, it feels like punching down. Like, mm. like the followers of Christ are kind of stupid in a way that allows them to hear the message. And that's mm. why the message is taken so seriously by people who are mentally not on par. Boy, I'm having trouble with words today. Right. Mentally not on par with philosophers and scholars. So right. he's creating, in my mind, two classes of people that interact with biblical material. Those who are wise and trained and who can be mm-hmm. critical thinkers around the ideas in Scripture, and then those who are just the dumb, blind followers,
0: the idiots There's, who get it wrong. So here's a twist I'm going to offer you. Please. Um, in the, in uh, C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce. hmm uh, I've read it. I'm trying to. Re- yeah, I read it. It was years ago. I'm trying to remember, but I think, as the person is wandering through the hell area, mm-hmm. runs into an episcopal. I think episcopal, a trained clergy person mm-hmm. who loves the debate and yes. loves to be critical and loves to say, but what about, and maybe not, and... and I
1: have a vague memory of this scene.
0: Right, and along the lines basically says, "Yeah, I think it's kind of... Pe- I, he's, so C.S. Lewis might have been uh, poking fun at like the Historical Jesus Seminar movement, which was just getting started, or mm-hmm. the Death mm-hmm. of God movement. But this place that gets, that overthinks or over-intellectualizes faith, Christianity, to a point where you say... Jesus may have been here or may not have. That's not the point. And 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 what I hear in contrast to that is there's something to the simplicity of faith, of mm-hmm. just saying let's not don't overthink it, just live it, mm-hmm. just do it. Stop yeah. stop. And you know and I um I, yeah that that fools for Christ. Let's remember where that's from. Ironically, it's from Paul. Yes, who you know you know Jesus right. said I don't know him. But the the fools for Christ is I mean the point that Paul's making and it's in First Corinthians. I think so. Okay, yeah. The point he's making is that what it means to follow Christ will seem as foolishness Foolish to the to the, world. the to the wise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I I I hear that your your hesitancy with is is Russell suggesting or you know or Jesus suggesting that faith is really for the simple minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear it more as suggesting that maybe we overthink it. 1 Corinthians it. 4.10. Oh, good. Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. You're quick with the Bible. Quick with the Google. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> but, but maybe um, maybe we overintellectualize it, maybe in overthinking it, we've created the institutions known as religions and right. we've missed...
1: That's all good. I'm down with that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I wish he hadn't put a bunch of kind of schlubby looking guys in a bowling alley yeah. as the people that he's pursuing, because there is this idea... That people mm. who do things like join bowling leagues are somehow not the kind of people who can debate philosophy. And that is patently untrue. Right. By, by putting these two panels together, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm warring a little bit with Russell in this moment. Yeah, by good. putting these two panels together, he's, he's essentially saying that, that you don't have the chops to really engage when, you're, when your hobby is bowling. And that's, that's just, that's dumb. That's dumb in and of itself, because right. it's not true. I've had amazing conversations with people in bowling leagues about theology and Christology and all of it. So,
0: it, it, I don't know. Where is it? Raised um, my hackles. He raised it, it, my hackles. I'm trying to find that last one other spot. Oh, I know where it is. It's going to go off script. While you're little... While you're
1: looking, I'm going to invoke yeah. Harry Emerson Fosdick, who reminded people okay. not to leave their brains on the church steps when they walked in. And that's right. truth, because you need to bring yeah. your whole self, your whole heart for belief and your whole mind for for discourse and and understanding. You need all, we need all of you. And and, and we need all of you, everybody, mm. uh, not just philosophers and scholars, but everyone, and yeah. even those who are, are armchair philosophers. Go
0: ahead. So I... I... Just um, This is not the panel I picked, but I just want to point out. The bowling alley is prominent throughout this whole uh, volume. Mm, that's true. And at 164, God is playing bowling, and he says, it's harder than it looks. And then he <laughs> says, I see what people like about this game. Here, here are these pins, set all nice and orderly, minding their own business, when out of nowhere, the ball smashes into them, scattering them everywhere. But it's okay, because they're swept off to the side, new pins are set up, and the whole thing starts over again, forever mm-hmm. and ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's important is not that everything happens the way it should, but that there's always a new set of pins, another roll of the ball. Yeah. So he finds philosophy
1: in, in the bowling. In bowling, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's Zen and the art of bowling. Uh, so my, my uh, second panel that I wanted to point out, just because I think this one might... I don't know if it relates it maybe a little bit, but this is on one fifty five, mm-hmm. and and it's where uh, Jesus is talking about. He's talking to his followers. It's like the big reveal with his followers about what he's looking for, and he's talking about faith and he's talking about the faith of Abraham oh, yeah, that Abraham had, and the yeah. yeah and the faith that Isaac had to to go under the knife, so to speak. But then here it's at the bottom he uh, of the panel of the page he says I'm here to tell you that the world doesn't need your faith and here's the kicker it needs your conviction mm. um, so and then he goes on if you believe if you only believe something because you think God wants you wants you to then you don't really believe it in a way, Faith is the opposite of belief. Mm-hmm. Faith binds you together. It gives you confidence that you're doing the right thing. But to have faith in someone is to hand them a knife. I guess I'm saying, uh, choose wisely to whom you give a knife. Mm-hmm. It's a conviction. That's the line I like. And I like that idea that faith can be the opposite of belief. I do think that faith binds us together, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, but but I, yeah, I, I think that our... Here's how I see it connected with the panel you brought up, that if our faith is absent of conviction, then we do kind of over-intellectualize or over-ritualize or just say, I'm just doing what God wants me to do so that I'm going to be good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and that's not that's not it. The conviction is that there's I need to live a different way. The world's called to be a different way. God um, asks for a different way, and we're not doing it just because God wants us to, but because... We see the beauty and what God desires. Absolutely.
1: Um, this reminded me, this faith versus conviction reminded me a lot. Uh, a few, few years ago, I read Mother Teresa's book, Come Be My Light. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this it. book? Oh.
0: I know of it. Yeah, I haven't it read it. It is
1: heart-wrenching. She talks about the mm-hmm. 40 or 50-year period where she felt like her prayers were not answered where she mm. would pray, and she used to hear the voice of God or the voice of Jesus. She used to hear it in her heart when yeah. she prayed, and she yeah. lost it. And she continued her ministry in Calcutta for decades without the voice in her heart. I mean, talk about if wow. you needed a stronger testament to the idea of conviction over faith. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's writ large wow. in her. And so as soon as I fin- read that first the first panel of the bottom three there i was like oh come be my light this is so like mother teresa's experience so yeah faith and conviction are obviously yeah you need faith to keep you going but the world needs your Mm -hmm. conviction uh in a big way so
0: i don't think they're opposite yeah i
1: think they're covalent but
0: i yeah but boy what a great so that those are the those are the panels we wanted to lift up and talk about Right? Did you have one more trial? You had your yep, two, right? That's my two. Yeah, that was it. There's, there's many yeah, other Yeah, it had I'd an interesting. Liked, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole book had an interesting ending. It did. I um, love the twist at the end.
1: That was cute.
0: Yeah, that was really nice. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, pick it up, read it, or don't. Mm-hmm. You know, that's either way. But the gems in there are really are really worthwhile. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed reading it. I'm glad that we are able to And do it, that. of course,
1: continues on. So maybe in, in another long while, we might revisit the second volume when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, if this podcast is still going at that point, that'd be beyond right. my expectations.
0: Or we'll have a reunion
1: episode. Who knows?
0: Who knows? I'm going to schedule it for, let's see, 2053. Oh, my. We're going to have our Here, though, which...
1: Whistle in my teeth as we podcast. So.
0: That I think will be around in 2053. Yeah.
1: That's so nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you are, you are a man of deep faith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or absurdity. Or absurdity.
1: Well, thank you, Jonathan, for bringing this up. It's been a, it's oh, been a great to point do it. of focus, and it's—I always appreciate Jesus in popular culture, and uh, mm-hmm. and comics can be some of the cutting edge of that culture. And I, I, I think it's it's really worth. I'd recommend this to adult readers um, yeah. from. You know, 18, eighteen and up, I guess, have, have engaged yeah. with most of these themes. Uh, if you choose, May, maybe some sixteen. Oh, year absolutely! Olds, but, yeah. In your in your own families, if you know your kids are good for this kind of thing, once you've read it, then by all means, you know you know their their needs better. Than yeah, I don't.
0: It's a it, yeah. I think it's a great um, uh, entry point for some of our young adults to say, you know, read this and let's talk about oh, it. Good point because there's a lot of good yeah there's just Yeah gems this
1: holds up. In I would there. say this holds up. I'm trying to look at it very critically in in this in mm-hmm. these terms. But I think this would hold up to a comic for a comic reader who is not yeah. a person of faith could still oh, enjoy this yeah. book just on the merits of art and story and and interaction oh, and yeah. get something out of it and you could have a neat discussion. You know, give it to a comic comic loving atheist friend. Not not yep. because you'll convert them, but because you could have really great uh, thought conversations yeah. that inspire your own faith. You never know.
0: And again, I, I found out about this by listening to a comic book podcast, That's right. iFanboy. That's right. And I'm pretty sure neither of them are believers, and they love this comic. Yeah, they don't state it overtly. And so. they look at it, yeah. just. So let's move to, to prayer. Indeed. Uh, I have something a little different for a prayer today. Uh, and this, it was when we, the reading, the part about conviction really inspired me. So I'm going to read, I have a, a the it, it's The Martyrdom of St. Perpetua and Felicity, uh, which uh, it's, so I'm not going to read Is the whole thing. Is that a King talent. Crimson, Crimson just, album? It's <laughs> King, Crimson. Sorry. It was King Missile, I oh, think, okay. actually, that did this one. Got it. <laughs> we got some deep cuts oh. there. Um so it's, it's a telling of their, of their martyrdom. These are some of the very first Christian martyrs, and presumably we think these are the first women to be martyred as Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, the telling is, is uh, challenging and beautiful together. So I'll, I'll put the link to a, a PDF of it so people can read it. It's a, you know, this is a translation. But there's a part of it that I think really speaks to that idea of, of Christian. Uh, and so it's going to be a different kind of prayer. It's going to feel more like I'm reading uh, just a little bit of a narrative. But, you know, God speaks to us through different ways. So that'll be um, from the martyrdom of Saints Perpetua and Felicity. Fantastic. So I guess I'll start Thank and then you. you pray and then we'll hear from them. All right. Let's pray. God, help us to let go of all those things that hold us back, the worries, the doubts, the questions, the uncertainties. To fall into that place of faith and conviction, and then to gather back up all those worries and questions and doubts and anxieties, and to say, This is a part of who I am as well. And to find those ways that our faith can help, that our conviction can strengthen, and that we walk with the fullness of who we are.
1: Mm-hmm. God be with those who are struggling uh, at this time, especially in relation to the pandemic. Uh, the world is still full of trials and challenges, and we know you walk with us, but sometimes we need an extra way to communicate those truths to others. And so, God, I, I just i am thankful for this book, this second coming that Mark Russell wrote, and I, I don't know what his relationship with you is like, and, and frankly, I'd Lord, I don't care. I'm, I'm just grateful that he's given us this mm-hmm. resource as a chance to, to dig deeper into our faith, and I ask that you would help us to stay open to the possibilities of, of finding you and, and your possibilities in, in work and art.
0: And from the martyrdom of Saints Perpetua and Felicity. While we were still under arrest, my father, out of love for me, was trying to persuade me and shake my resolution. Father, I said, do you see this vase here, for example, or water pot or whatever? Yes, I do, said he. And I told him, could it be called by any other name than what it is? And he said, no. Well, so too, I cannot be called anything other than what I am, a Christian. Amen. Amen. Nice.
1: That was Thanks. different. I like that. Yeah, read the whole thing.
0: Yeah, a little different, uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a powerful narrative. It really is. So I encourage people to read Very it. Good. It's a little violent in parts because it's it it is a martyr their death.
1: Um, do we want to tease yeah. our next episode? I think we've got something special coming up for folks.
0: Yeah, we got a listener mail. We got some listener mail. Right on. In fact, it's right here, oh. so I just Natural have to transcribe this for Charlie, and then send it to him. Excellent. Um, be, yeah, uh, but no, we got some listener mail, and we're going to answer it, and it really is about how do we, it, it broadly, how do we love people who disagree with mm. us? Kind of, I think that might be, kind of still
1: relevant, broad... kind of really
0: an yeah. important
1: topic. I can't, I can't wait to talk about so, this, I love this email.
0: Yeah, and, People, if you want to send in mail, uh, email, or otherwise, you can send those to... Uh, otherwise, what else can you send to a Gmail account? I don't know. But send it to 12enough, 12, 12 is written out at gmail.com. You could
1: send opportunities to invest in Nigerian uh, get rich quicks team.
0: Oh, that would be wonderful. I have, you know, some loose income that I don't know what to do with. Okay, so actually That'd those
1: you're going to send to a different email address. That's going to go to...
0: I won't say. Just okay. Be well everyone. Thanks everybody. Have a good lunch. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. You can send comments about this show or any other show or questions or anything you'd like to 12enough at gmail.com. 12 is written out. You can find the show notes to this episode and past episodes, among with many other things, at 12enough.com. And you guessed it, 12 is written out. Please like and rate the show on all the mediums through which you listen to it. And thank you very much for listening.
1: You should come along.